I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around in my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 153 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. Today I'm going to talk about how the war always comes home. And just like that, the war drums were silenced. You know, it's amazing how the news cycle moves in the United States today. It's like just a few days ago, we were talking about the possibility of hot war with Iran, and now that's completely out of the news cycle. It's like it never even happened. But, you know, it's only a matter of time before we have the next international flare-up and the next military intervention. And the truth of the matter is, the United States has been in a constant state of warfare for decades. We just don't hear about it all that often on the news. And with that in mind, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the issue of war and peace. I kind of follow up on last episode, which was number 152, where I talked about uh, primarily constitutional war powers. And in this episode, I want to take a little bit, I want to step back a little bit and, and focus more on the pragmatic reasons that we should avoid this perpetual state of warfare that we find ourselves in. I'm going to just lay it out really succinctly. You cannot simultaneously believe in limited government and also support all of these foreign wars. You can't do it because they are mutually exclusive. When you have a perpetual state of warfare, you are not going to have limited government. I've used this quote on a number of occasions on this podcast, and it's such a good quote, it's worth bringing up once again. It's James Madison, where he said, Of all the enemies to public liberty, war is perhaps the most to be dreaded because it comprises and develops the germ of every other. James Madison understood a fundamental truth. Government is going to grow in size, scope, and power during times of war. And by necessity, your liberties are going to be diminished. You know, as Randolph Bourne so eloquently put it, war is the health of the state. The moment war is declared, he wrote, the mass of the people, through some spiritual alchemy, become convinced that they have willed and executed the deed themselves. They then, with the exception of a few malcontents, proceed to allow themselves to be regimented, coerced, deranged in all the environments of their lives, and turned into a solid manufactory of destruction toward whatever other people may have, any appointed scheme of things, come within the range of the government's disapprobation. The citizen throws off his contempt and indifference to government, 
identifies himself with its purposes, revives all his military memories and symbols, and the state once more walks in august presence through the imaginations of men. Patriotism becomes the dominant feeling and produces immediately that intense and hopeless confusion between the relations which the individual bears and should bear toward the society of which he is a part. War empowers government. War empowers the state. And you know, here's another fact that we need to wrap our heads around. The war always comes home. We tend to separate domestic and foreign policy in our heads. And that's how I think that's why conservatives will often say, well, you know, I just you take somebody like Ron Paul and, and you'd hear conservatives say, well, I like Ron Paul's domestic policy, but eh, his foreign policy, I don't know about that. Those two things are intimately tied together because the war will always come home. The impacts of war always end up impacting domestic policy. How, you might ask? Well, just think about the surveillance state. We have the NSA and other government agencies spying on Americans without a warrant because we're in a war. The Patriot Act, a direct result of war. And the problem is, is once the war is over, if the war ever is over, the surveillance state won't go away. The surveillance state is now a permanent pillar in American society. Spying on everybody, violating the Fourth Amendment because it's an emergency, has now become the norm. There are a lot of other things that have come to the home front thanks to the uh, the ongoing wars. Police militarization, a direct result of the war on terror. Indefinite, indefinite detention. This idea that the government can come and arrest Americans on American soil, accuse them of being associated with terrorism, and lock them up in a cage without any due process. This is a... I mean, this is antithetical to American liberty, to due process, and yet we accept this because, oh, we're at war. And I guarantee you, this is never going to go away. War. We have a long history of wars being an excuse to limit free speech, going all the way back to 1798, when John Adams signed the, uh, the horrible Alien and Sedition Acts that basically criminalized free speech because they were afraid of the French. Lincoln jailing newspaper editors. Uh, during World War I, dissenters were jailed. Free speech disappears in time of war. And you know, Robert Higgs, uh, a wonderful economist, wrote an amazing book uh, called Crisis in the Levia. And he introduced this concept called the ratchet effect. And basically, whenever there's a crisis, government ratchets up its power. And once the crisis is passed, it may go down a little bit, but it never goes down to the level that it once was. Government expands. It might come down a little bit. Then there's the next crisis, and it expands again. And the next thing you know, we have a tyrannical, all-powerful government. Like I said, you cannot have limited government and constant warfare. You know, Madison went on in, in that quote that I started off with, and he said, in war too, the discretionary power of the executive is extended. This is exactly what I'm talking about. We give presidents more power because this is an emergency. We want President Trump to assassinate a foreign general with basically on his own whim because, well, it's an emergency. It has to be done. But when we start giving the executive this kind of power, the ratchet effect comes into play. The president's power is never put back to the limits that it once was. Presidential power will grow and your liberties will shrink. Another thing that Madison said, war is the parent of armies. From these proceed debts and taxes and armies and debts and taxes are the known instruments for bringing the many under the domination of the few. Fact, war is expensive. It costs trillions of dollars to wage war. We've spent trillions of dollars in Afghanistan alone. 
That money has to come from somewhere. So either taxes have to be raised, which rarely happens, or the Federal Reserve simply monetizes the debt. In other words, they print money out of thin air. This means that your dollar is being devalued. Your wealth is being eroded away. Your sound money is being destroyed because of war. War wouldn't be possible without the Federal Reserve tinkering with the money. And the Federal Reserve does this. It has a direct impact on your life, on your economy, even though you don't really know it. It's worse than taxation because at least when you have taxes, it comes out of your check. This type of Federal Reserve central bank manipulation is quiet thievery that you don't recognize but is every bit as pernicious. And finally, the worst thing. There's a degeneracy of manners and morals as James Madison put it. Constant warfare means that people start to lose their respect for human life. We hear these idiotic phrases like, well, we need to turn Iran into glass. Think about what you're saying for a minute when you, when you make comments like that. You're suggesting that millions of innocent people who have nothing to do with their government, they're just trying to get through their day, raise their kids, find food and put it on the table. You're saying that they should be obliterated off the face of the earth because your government has a quarrel with the government of Iran. This is a degeneracy of manners and morals on an, of an epic degree. That's what war does to a society. I'm going to close with the final quote from that Madison passage. No nation could preserve its freedom in the midst of continual warfare. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. Feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. Make sure you subscribe to Thoughts from a Hairy Head over at iTunes. Check out our website. Thanks for listening.